This episode is being recorded out of Shop Talk Podcast Studio in Oak Park, Michigan. For more information, visit shoptalkpodcaststudio.com. Pink suits with hats to match. Big crocodiles and Cadillacs. You looking for the fattest sacks. This is where it's at. Windows tinted. Seats for lyric line. Keep your hands on the burner. Cause niggas know that it's money on the Yo, what up though? It's your man Jay Johnson, aka the Tim for your hat Titan. A.K.A. the conspiracy realist, A.K.A. the technology snob, Steve Jobs Jr. Don't text me with your green bubbles, A.K.A. I only debate my equals, everybody else I teach. Also known as Juice, because all the hoes say, J.U. Ice, Young Caesar, because you know you can't roam without me. Mister, if you don't like me, fight me. I got kicked out of Noah's Ark because they couldn't find another animal just like me, A.K.A. the West Side T'Challa. The new leader of Wakanda. Don't debate me, debate your mama. I am the best there is, the best there was, and the best there ever will be. What up? What up, though? It's your man, Dame. Three underscores, three one three. Real name, no gimmicks. The West Side Landlord, the pride of PA. High Chief Dame, don't fuck around. The liquor store legend, the corner store conquistador, your mama's favorite dame in the David Ruffin of the Shop Talk podcast because you know who the fuck they came to see. Not you, Otis. It's no better than these four letters. Thank God for dame. And if you're speaking on dame, you better say it nice. And if you don't put the boss in front, then bitch, you're not saying it right. Let's go. Yo, welcome back. Uh, Shop Talk podcast episode 265. Uh... I think that's about right. Let's take a look. Yeah, here. I don't want to fuck up the count and then we'd be wrong for another 20 some odd weeks. Right, 264. <laughs> okay. <laughs> 264 episodes on you hoes. Hell yeah. Uh, and I don't mean that literal, people. Uh, but it was a thing years ago. And, and it's uh, still a thing. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I like to think I made it up. <laughs> yeah, it's still uh, a thing. Well, I didn't make it up. But we just made it famous. But I made it. I made it. I made it pop on Twitter like ten years ago. And you know where it actually it came right. from? Or the first person I heard say it. I heard Rose Spitz say it first. Uh, he had a song called "On Yo's." And that was what. That was well. That was later. But Marv, he was like, he did. He said, "Yo, just throw on you hoes at the end of a, of a sentence and see how that spark the spices up a conversation." And I started and I said that shit on Twitter. This was like when Twitter first got popping in '09, and uh. Yo, I, I every morning it was you know on you hoes on you hoes. Good morning, on you hoes. No, but every I mean every morning when I got on Twitter. Yeah. Sometimes it was good morning on you hoes, but uh, when Ro did his song, he caught and it's on the you hoes. But Ro did his song. Excuse me, like why owe you? And I thought that I didn't like how it looked. Oh. I never told him that. I'm gonna tell him that this my like, Elro uh, a couple years ago. <laughs> I mean, might as well rehash some old shit. Um, anywho, uh, welcome back, folks. Uh, how how was your week, my brother? Yo, my week is grand so far. My son completed high school today. Congratulations, dog. That's what's up, man. Hell yeah, man. I was just having a conversation about that today. I was talking to Busby. Okay, and um. I was like, uh, <laughs> we was talking about, you know, life older and shit like that. And I was like, dog, if I think I graduated high school probably today, 21 years ago. Right. I was like, niggas who, who was born when I graduated high school can drink liquor now. 
shit's crazy. That's wild. And it was like, uh, he was asking about people's hot day and do. I'm like, man, that nigga's son going to prom tomorrow. You know what I'm saying? Like, facts. Nigga just graduated high school. Like, he's an adult. He, he graduates on Tuesday. Today was like the last day of finals. But like, I mean, you know, like he not he wasn't in a position like me when I was graduating. Like, you know, you're going to graduate. Finals are just literally a formality for you at this point. So today is his last day of high school. Prom is tomorrow. You know, I'm excited to see my youngin. You know, can it's it's crazy to watch him transition into a young man within like three years. Cause you know, they go from like kid, 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 then all of a sudden. So like his ninth grade year, he basically lived with me full time and like went home on the weekends and like to look at him as a fourteen year old. You know, then I remember when his first day at ninth grade, they came home with shirts that said seniors class of 21. This is in 17. And it just seemed like so far away then. But like, yo, it's fucking here. It's fucking here. And he ready. That's a lot. He's going to be super clean tomorrow for prom. Super clean. That's what's up, man. Congrats to him, man. Man, I love it. Thank you. Thank you. Um, If I ain't did shit right... I can't even take all the credit for raising these kids, but like, yeah, I done fucked up a lot of shit in life, but I ain't fucked up their lives. Not completely. Um, unrelated, uh, related, but unrelated. I need you to set, change that narrative, dog. Not like change the past, but you can't speak because though you may have been bad in certain relationships or not done everything right. You can't keep saying that. That's like a, a you know what I'm saying? You got to no, cleanse I, that I, shit. Yeah, I feel you. Because regardless of what you've done, quote unquote, wrong, you've done a lot fucking good. Highlight the good shit. Don't don't leave with the bad. I feel you because I'm, I'm trying, you know, as you speak is what you are. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there's some things in my life that like I'm really consciously trying to improve yeah. moving forward. But I'm 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 going to be a crying mess. Come fucking Tuesday. Good. Like, look, when he cried, when he graduated from eighth grade, dog, I couldn't stop. I could literally could not stop crying for like the two hour ceremony. Like the tears are just drowning my face. Like me and my ex-wife ain't sit together, but like she looked up where I was and she's like, nigga, it's like I, I, I couldn't stop. Get it together. Get it together. <laughs> I couldn't stop. So I know, like, I was just thinking about it come Tuesday. And, like, I, I felt myself, like, starting to, like, get misty-eyed. Like, I'm I'm going to be a mess. I don't even, I, I can't even describe, because I, I don't have a, I don't have a way to quantify that feeling. You know what yeah. I'm saying? I'd be looking at my dad. He was out uh, to the crib uh, helping me out over the weekend. He fixed that lawnmower. Yeah, he fixed my lawnmower and shit. I was about to buy a new one. But um, I just don't, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I came from them. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. for a whole, uh, uh, something that you held in your hand, <laughs> like, to to be out here an adult making his own independent decisions and shit, they got to be a, a, a... It's it's wild, because, like, last weekend, uh, he needed to get, like, his outfit together for graduation. So I was like, look, man, I'll come pick you up. You know, we hit a few stores and I had, you know, plan on taking care of shit. And he was like, nah, I got, I got money. I was like, bet. So like, I'm, <laughs> I'm literally just along, like helping him put some looks together and kind of advising him. He took me to lunch. <laughs> like, 
I was like, all I all I came out of was gas. Like I was like, shit, this is a good weekend. He was like, yeah, happy Father's Day, Dad. Because it's, it's, like, <laughs> it's, it's damn, like, Father's Day is coming up the twentieth, right? Something like that. I thought it was earlier. Mm-mm. It's either the twentieth or the twenty-first, whatever yeah. Sunday that is. Let's see. It's got. A, I think uh, it's Sunday the twentieth. Yeah, third Sunday. Um, man, I was uh, I don't I got an idea. For Father's Day? Yeah. Okay. I'm with it. Whatever it is. Um Yeah, man. So uh this week, uh how was um Memorial Day? Yeah, Memorial Day, right? Yeah, man. I slept half the day away and then I woke up and I didn't you know, I'm a man without a country. No, I don't have no no girlfriend, no wife. So like nigga, I'll be certain like who gonna feed me? And I was lucky enough to find You got a house. Yeah, but I wasn't trying to. First of all, I didn't get out. I didn't get up until like two o'clock. So, and I mean two o'clock in the p.m. I slept half the damn day away. So when I got up, same actually. Yeah. So when I got up, it's like okay, now I'm hungry as a motherfucking hostage, and who gonna feed me? So I, I called around. Shout out to Chris Motor City Peach. Her and her family were kind enough to you know, feed a fat nigga on Memorial Day. Oh, shit. You're not that fat. No, no, I'm I'm not. I'm I'm literally losing weight by the day. Oh, and uh, shout out to my homeboy, Will. So over the weekend, I ended up at the Bruiser house, Mm. uh, which is Danny Brown's residence. Ran into the nigga J-U-S. As soon as I walk in the door, it's beats playing. You know, like when you walk up on the porch, there's music banging, yeah, beats yeah. playing. As soon as I walk in, who behind the bar freestyling? J-U-S. <laughs> <laughs> What's so funny is shit, uh, when you text me that you was down there and shit, I was just on my timeline and two other folks I follow on the timeline was down there. I'm like, oh, these niggas out here cooking. Yeah, man. J-U-S is down there, ran into Fat Ray. My homeboy Will was down there. Uh, good time at the Bruiser house. Danny Brown's house is crazy. And I, <laughs> I mean, it's Danny Brown. <laughs> it's crazy as hell. I won't even go into some of the things that I've seen because that is confidential. But the Bruiser House was an experience. It's Danny Brown. <laughs> yeah. You feel me? <laughs> so uh, if y'all listened to the last episode that we had with JUS on there, uh, JUS by way of Danny Brown was responsible. Well, Danny Brown by way of JUS was responsible for Dave Chappelle's. Uh, terrible experience on stage and i can see why i smoked some weed down at the bruiser house that i've never smoked before and yo i can't i can't do i couldn't do two three blunts of that after one i was done hey listen man what's up gotta i don't even know it's not a confession but i gotta make it so last week we had a a cannabis nurse yeah shout out to erica the cannabis nurse and her nurse. sister, who was fucking hilarious. She has a really good podcast voice, you know, or podcast personality. Yeah, yeah. Know. Shelly was was amazing. Uh, Big that, K, excuse me, Big K. Yeah, Big K. Uh, <laughs> so that episode wasn't even, like, playing that way, but it came out, like, perfect. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Low-key, the best episodes, some of the best episodes, they just happen. They just organic. You know they what I'm write saying? Themselves. You, just, you just kick it in, you talk and shit like that. But I was really thinking about CBD. So I went to this website. Uh, we won't say their names until, you know, things, you know. Until the ink is dry. And um, I bought some CBD marijuana to smoke. Okay. Well, I bought some CBD to smoke. Because I do, do that count as marijuana? 
What, what do you do? get high? I don't. Well, so in order for them to mail it to your home, there's two different ones you can buy. On this site, they just have, the, in general, for CBD, in order for you to be able to put it through the mail, it has to be less than 3% or 0.3, something, 3% or 0.3 okay. so, uh, THC. So, so some shit. Very minimal. Yeah. And you also can purchase something with like 0% THC or whatever. And I really wanted to, um, I really wanted to try this CBD out. So I'll purchase some. Uh, it'll be here on Monday. Okay. Um, I get I pay for priority shipping, but I'm gonna give him a pass because it was the holiday weekend. But uh, priority shipping in more than seven days. Yeah, you know what well, I'm saying? Like, no. we're, we're giving the <laughs> we're giving the pass because of yeah. the holiday. Because nigga, I was <laughs> this week I was sweating because I had ordered my son's shoes for prom like three weeks ago. And then I saw they was at the FedEx in Oak Park. <laughs> <laughs> and I started. Yo, if you're not from, you're not from the Southeast Michigan. Like if it goes the to FedEx, FedEx to Oak, Oak Park, Park is purgatory. It's never coming out. It's packages there from 2020. Nigga. Dog, when they, t- they told, I was, I've been tracking it since, since, since I ordered the shoes and they was coming from Cali. And I was like, okay, so I'm going to give them a few days. And then when, when they finally put the tracking information, like last Thursday, it said FedEx Oak Park, dog. I could have shit myself. I was like, man, his prime is like a week away. Like these shoes, ain't, I'm thinking to myself, all right, like, so where else can I go get some shoes? Because these bitches ain't, gonna, ain't never going to make it. Right, right. So, um, But they came, though. I'm glad. So we're going to see it, how, how this is. Like I don't, I don't want to be high. You know what I'm saying? That's never been like a. Um, you were you taking it just for the Achilles pain that you was having, or? Yeah, so they got a couple of different ones on their on their on their site that that enact different things. One to relax, one to put you in a creative space, one to put you in a dream space or whatever. So, um, yeah. So we're gonna see how that works. Why don't you want to get high? Let's yeah. let's let's do. What's what's I, your hang up? I'm not really trying to escape anything. Okay, so you're not trying to escape, but you you'll just be in the house high. You know what's 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 the big deal? Like I, I need to be functional. I don't I don't want to be. They got to be functional and be in. Yeah. High. It it now when I was smacked off that edible, that's something different. Like but like when I just like roll a blunt or roll a joint and smoke, like I can still function and do what I need to. I'm just here for the healing capabilities. You know, you feel me. So you don't you don't want to even feel what it's like to be high? I've smoked weed before. I'm not, you know what I'm saying? Like I I know what it feels like. I mean, and you don't want to revisit that place? I'm all right if I don't. Okay. Cuz I know somebody I know somebody close that they can take care of you if you want to if you want to have the experience. I have no I have zero issues with marijuana. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm around smoke all the, I'm be like I be in a nigga in the car with niggas in that bitch hot box and shit like I've always been that way. Okay. It just never been like, yo, let me, you know what I'm saying? All right. But, you know, maybe what if CBD is the gateway? <laughs> <laughs> hey, man. It's, it's the gateway. Unless you into the gated community. It's, a, it's the gateway drug. Uh, so which no. one did you order? Um, I got a, a Create. Okay. Because um, I go through bouts of, um, I got a lot on my plate, and sometimes I don't want to do it. Not because, like, I don't, some, sometimes you just don't be in that space where, I feel you. Sometimes it, it it needs to. 
I know for me, like when I write or like when I do my tattoo shit, like I need sometimes for the inspiration to hit me. Some days I just I just ain't there. And it'd be so like like on, on a on a technical level. Yes, I can insert video here and do my edits, but it's just something about to bring the best out of it. Sometimes you need a little you need a little motivation. Like if you don't feel like it for I don't I won't speak to anybody else, but if I don't feel like doing it. I'm like literally not going to do it <laughs> or it's a feeling like someone you get in the zone like, all right, boom, I can go knock out X amount of edits and in a, in a, in a, in a relatively yeah, editing is such a tedious fucking process, man. Pictures, uh, video, uh, Nick, I posted something like niggas think is shoot the video. <laughs> I saw it. No, dog. It's, it's not that dog. don't have multiple angles dog. Yeah. Like, you know how, <laughs> do you know how long that shit takes dog? Like, it's a long ass time. That's why you do the video editing. And, and since I since I I I I, just, I broke my laptop months ago, a couple months ago, water damage, spilled water on it. So I'm only working off desktops. You know what I'm saying? So usually when I'm in my space, I have my laptop. I can be mobile. We sitting on the couch. I can, now I'm like confined to an office, and like if if I don't got that, it's hard. It's hard to sit there. And <laughs> yeah, just, just and it's it. the same office. So in my office, I have. On one half of the office, I have my personal computer and everything. On the other half, I got my my work stuff, right? Mm-hmm. So you can turn around and and try to be blanket out of out of work, so to speak. But like, and it's still still the same room that I sit in all fucking day. I feel you. I feel you because like for me, the the room that I work in at the crib, like I don't use for shit else. Like, you know, that used to be like a a, a workspace that I had also, but like nigga, this this feels like work all the time. So I'll never use that room for shit except when I gotta be punched in. Then it's like I don't know how is this a so what let's talk about when I'm in my, my creative space, right? Mm-hmm. Or for me to do anything, everything gotta be clean. But your house is always spotless. It's Everybody house gets dirty. You know what I'm saying? But I'm saying the, the the place I'm at, when I'm about to do some work, everything has to look a certain way. Okay. I can't See, I'm 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 more or less the opposite. Like I like my shit to be where it is. It ain't gotta be necessarily organized, but like like if I know my shit is right here, that's just where I need it to be when I come back to it. Like that's that's my level of organization. And it'd be so wild sometimes like, or right, I need to do this, but like I can't do it right now because this don't let me clean up first. And then it's like, do I feel like cleaning up <laughs> or it's going to, it's never a, let me clean up. Cool. It's start cleaning, turn on the music. Then you pick up your phone then you put your phone back down. Then you start cleaning. And then you're like, it's a whole, it's a thing. Menagerie of shit before yeah. you get, get like, done and ready to, to it's work. Two hours later and you ain't even started to do what you was about to do. That's some progress. So what you being a, me shit? What you being a germaphobe? How's this thing working with the? Who's dog? a germaphobe? I mean, you kind of a germaphobe. You, you I am a, not a germaphobe. You a neat freak. You a neat freak. I wouldn't even say I'm a neat freak. I'm a. I'm a. I like. I like. There are certain aesthetics I like. Okay. You know, I'm. I'm more of an aesthetic person than a than a, a neat freak. I think that's the best way to describe so, it. So you have a new addition to yeah, your house, and that. with you being like very cleanly, yeah. how is that working out with having a puppy? So I wanted to talk about that this week. You okay. know what I'm saying? So I did get uh my dog on Tuesday. I went and picked a him nigga up. Nigga hating German Shepherd. I don't understand. Because that's what they used to sick us on back in the the civil rights era was German Shepherds. 
Oh, I see. Oh, I see. Um, so I got my dog, uh, little Umar. Uh, shout out to shout out to Cheyenne Motor City <laughs> Oprah. I don't uh, even, why we? She did. I know she she gonna she gonna ride that to the into the sunset. Well, but so funny when she mentioned it the other day, like I forgot that she actually came up with the name Umar. Like I, I convinced myself that I, I made it myself, but that's not exactly what happened. I was She's going, very creative when it comes to names because you know we got this running thing. Like I'm a big, I'm a Umar fan, regardless of all we the all, wild I, shit. I love Doctor Umar also. You know what I'm saying? Like I just enjoy the content, and from most of the times I agree with the emotion of the shit. You know what I'm saying? But anyway, it's a thing in a group chat, and I was gonna name the dog either Rock. Or Rocky, or I was gonna go Negan. I thought Negan was gonna be a cold ne- name. Negan was Virgil's pick too. Throw the um, throw the red scarf on him. Yeah, because Vir- you know what I'm saying. Because Negan always got. The- I'm like, that that'd be kind of cool. I like two syllable names. You know what I'm saying, Negan. You know what I'm saying. I almost sound like nigga. <laughs> <laughs> well, I thought I name my dog Negus. Nah, man. N e g u s. I think Umar was a perfect pick, especially with your last name being Johnson. Yeah, that makes it, it just pulls it all together. Yeah. You feel me? So I picked up Umar on um on Tuesday. Now, prior to getting this uh, a German Shepherd, I did extensive research. Okay. Um, I I went down the YouTube rabbit hole. Whenever I find something new that I like, I spend a lot. Of, I like I div, I divulge and I put a lot of energy on anything new. Sometimes to my to the good, sometimes to the in general. If it's a person I like, anything, anything I got my focus on, like I give it all my attention. All right. So first thing was like 10 reasons not to get a German Shepherd. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody was like, don't get this unless this. Like this is not an easy task. Like if you like shed, if you shedding, they only shed uh, two months out of a year. Plus the other 10 months. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? They went through yeah. all this other shit and you know what I'm saying? And, and like, if you think about it, like, no, cause like, I guess that's like one of them, the, the, the top dogs that end up getting turned over to shelters or whatever. Cause people like that just can't handle it or whatever. So first I made that decision whether I wanted to do that first. Right. Right. Cause I was going to get a different type of dog. Then this one came up and just I was a like, dog period is a, is a commitment. Yeah. Um, so long story short, I've been looking at training, dog trainings, and I've been looking at specifically with this one. And I and I got like a plan and process to do all these things. I'm in my brain, like nigga, I'm an expert. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Oh, okay. And you know, without touching a dog at all. Like okay. I'm an expert. How, how long has it been since you've had a dog? Uh my own personal dog, at least fifteen years. Okay. Yeah, at least at least fifteen years. Uh, so, so one of the things is this: I try, or the plan is, and this how it's kind of working out. Because four days in, we pretty good. Today was a really really good day. Yesterday was good. Today was great. Okay. Um, in order to like stop certain things from happening, don't ever let them happen, <laughs> right? So dogs like to chew on shoes facts don't let them chew no, on no, shoes yeah, yeah you can't as in and that's like a phase they go through but like you you got to nip it in the bud like when it starts happening no never let it start happening like so never put the dog in a situation where he's going to chew on the shoe cuz there won't ever be shoes around you know what i'm saying okay. if you don't want your dog 
on the sofa, never allow the dog to go on the sofa. It won't be a thing. Boom, boom, boom. I feel uh, potty training, right? Or house training. Like say they say typically a dog can hold its bladder for one hour per month it's been aborn. Okay. So he's four he's eight weeks, two months, two hours. Um so at night and he was like, Listen, never get mad at the dog. It's never the dog's fault. It's always your fault. The dog just being a dog. Yeah. Like, I mean it. No such thing as a bad dog, only bad owners, right? You got to so, cut them off at night. You, you um, just can't be drinking late. So he's like, look, this is this is like, look, when it's in the morning time and he, he take them out that crate in the cage, pick them up, take them directly outside to use the bathroom. Because if you don't, they're going to pee. <laughs> You're going to pee on the floor as soon as you step out that bitch. First morning, six something in the morning, I go take the dog out. And I walk to the <laughs> walk to the door. He ain't making it to the, the door. By the time I turn around, it's a little puddle. I'm like, oh shit. Yeah, he ain't making you know? it to the door. So first that and I, I fucked up on that one, right? So I ran to that morning, I ran to like Myers and shit. Uh and uh I went to the Walmart, but for some reason they didn't open at eight o'clock when they were supposed to. Right. Um anywho, so I got some shit and I came back, picked them up. Take him outside, pee. Cool. We had a couple poop problems the first day or so because I had to get the pattern. Like, how long do it take you to, to eat and then poop? Right. You know what I'm saying? One time I set a timer for 10 minutes, nigga, seven minutes in, it was boop. I'm like, oh, shit. So I got everything together today. We didn't have no problem. We had one little pee problem. Literally, just one. You know okay. what I'm saying? Um, but that's good for him to be so small and y'all only been, y'all ain't even been together a full week yet. Now to your, to your, to, to your main question is like, I mop two and three times a day though. You know what I'm saying? Cause one, I don't want a dog house smell. Facts. You know what I'm saying? I got hardwood floors everywhere except my office and my bedroom. Um, and those two rooms are off limits. First off, you actually can't go all over the house yet. I'm not even making, allowing you to go to all different rooms or all different places at the house. But one, I don't want no dog smell because I'm a, I like candles the whole nine yards. You know what I'm saying? Two, if you pee or poop on the floor, that smell's going to be there. You're going to smell it again. Then you're going to think this is the place. That's, that's my spot. Nah, I can't have that. So, um, I'm still, I'm washing and cleaning everything as I as I as I go along, um, and it's, every day it ain't got better. It's only four days in, yeah. But every day it ain't got better. Now we on like a we got a thing where he knows to use the bathroom. You know what I'm saying? So now, like I have him in my den area, right? Okay. But I bought one of the uh, the little puppy gates. I put the puppy gate, so he got the whole den. You know what I'm saying to the maneuver. But whenever that gate go on, he be here just look and take his ass right in his crate. Like, oh, you need you, you gonna you gonna you gonna lock the door. I'm just going in there and shit. Okay. So now he got it in his head that he won't he won't use the bathroom anywhere in the den if that but as soon as I come out that crate, I mean, as soon as I open up that move gate. that gate, if I don't take him to the bathroom immediately, then he'll pee. Okay. I'm like, okay, I get it now. You know what I'm saying? So and so when I be when we come back in, um, if I put him in there, he's not using the bathroom in there 
until you come out that gate. So now every time it's time after a couple hours or an hour or so, take him outside. Now he knows which door to run to. We go to the same door each time. So boom, now you know which you, door to. You, it's repetition. And you and start talking to him like yeah, outside. So, so the thing is, so he's only eight weeks. He can't go into formalized training to 12 weeks. So for this first month, he just going to have me and shit I didn't learn on the internet. Right. You know what I'm saying? But the, the, the treat reward system, it has to be consistent. And once he do something good, you have to reward him immediately and say what he did. You know what I'm saying? Or Umar come. It's just all about conditioning with dogs. Yeah. So I've been learning the psychology of dogs. It's been fun. You know what I'm saying? House still smells great. Um, I had somebody came over and they couldn't even tell it was a dog besides the dog walking up and saying, hur, 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 hur. you know, and what's so crazy? He don't even be barking. Like that first night in that crate, I thought like he gonna bark all night in this fucking crate. He ain't whining or nothing? He'll whine when it's time for him to go out. Okay. Well, like six o'clock in the morning. One night it was like five forty-five. Yeah, he's like, I gotta pee. Cause I make him go in the in the crate about like eleven o'clock. You know what I'm saying? Like you can't stay up all night. Like you, <laughs> you <laughs> like a child. Yeah, you can't stay up all night. Cause then you, if you keep if you stay up, then you gonna want to drink some water, eat some food. Then I'm gonna have to take you out. And I feel you. You got so, and it's it's just part of that schedule and that regimen. Yeah. So from like eleven to six, that's a long time. So. Six o'clock in the morning around there. Cool. Um, or if he can't get to me and he'll get frustrated, he'll do a little cry, a little cry, but he don't, he don't be barking. You know what I'm saying? Which is great. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, Hopefully stay that way. Yeah. I mean, as he get bigger and older and, but he, I like his, I like his temperament, you know, once, I just can't wait to get to formalized training. It's gonna be a well oiled machine out here. Yeah, man. That's I think we up. start. I think we starting off good though. That's what, congratulations. You yeah. got you didn't got over that uh, you know that 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 whole commitment thing, and now you got a dog. Now, why you be saying shit like you know people believe you though? Like uh, people because we're you. we're actually because oh, they, they should, we we're actually friends. Oh, we're okay. actually I friends. About to say. <laughs> no, I'm not gonna go with my with my normal tagline. We're actually friends. We know each other. I don't like, have commitment. Issues, like <laughs> like we we see each other outside of the studio. I have. Where did this? Why do you think that's the case? I, I, want, I want to know why you think that's the case. I don't know if I say I'm not even gonna ask that on air, but I do not have. I mean, certain things are personal. I would never say on the air, but I just I watch certain patterns. I just feel like you have commitment issues. Well, you only have a little piece of it, but how? I don't understand. <laughs> just just find someone to love, Jason. Besides Umar. So it's up to me. <laughs> <laughs> I can't make nobody love me back. I mean, you are the common denominator Bars. in all your relationships. And if I'm flawed or if I'm not lovable, <laughs> what you want me to do? <laughs> what I'm supposed to do? Shit, this is me. I don't know. You know, and I haven't seen you be in a in a in a long term relationship in a few years, man. It's it's time. You got a house. You got a dog. Fill it with a wife, and then fill her with the baby. So you think inanimate objects make like they go? I was living with a whole woman. <laughs> like, what are you talking? It's about? been years, though. It's been years. Right. It's been a long time, Jason. It's, it's, There's it's a nigga t- who comes on here all the time with his. You know, I ain't been to. <laughs> nigga, tell me, I got commitment issues. I I have I have my flaws also. Don't. It's not awesome. <laughs> okay. It's not, you're not awesome. You're not in this thing alone, man. You're not in this thing alone. 
you're not on this journey by yourself. There's going to be a woman out there for me at some point, you know. There's probably several. I don't know that. Oh. Actually, I do not. I, matter of fact, I'm 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 fairly certain that there is not. Oh, okay. Because if it was, I'd have found them by now. Let let love in, Jason. Let love into your heart. All right, man. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> uh, so listen, man. Um, your man's and them got popped last night. They out to play up. There is. It's over with. King James. Uh. LeBron needs, look, man, he been in the he been in the league eighteen fucking years. I mean, goddamn, like he can't do it all by himself. He just he can't, he can't. <sighs> I'm not making no excuses for him, but he he can't do it all by himself. And was the Lakers was that like that a, was that a, he was on a bad team or something? He needs he needs help. Like nobody just wins it with one superstar. And with Anthony Davis not being a hundred percent like So this Lakers team is the Cavs all over again or what? Because like when did the Lakers get a bad team? What do you mean when did they get a bad team? Like the every team goes through hills and valleys. No, what I'm saying is because today I've been hearing, well, he can't do him by himself as if he's on a bad team. No, I'm not saying that he's on a bad team at all. Like he does they the team needs a little retooling in order to be as successful they as they got need beat to be. by a better team. They did. The Phoenix is Phoenix is hot right now, and, and Devin like, Booker is a star. Well, they just got beat by the better team this series because this exact same team didn't even without, make the playoffs last year. I'm talking about this same team that's presently constituted this year without Anthony Davis went on crazy streaks and was balling out. The niggas just ran into the right. Man, I don't even think it's like yo, he can't do. But the niggas just lost, dog. And I'm I'm cool with that. I'm like it, it, this. This just wasn't a year. That's the I dislike uh the when, bubble Lakers didn't have it this year. I, I dislike when people lose and it's always and it was it's always something or an effort. Like no, sometimes niggas just lose. It's like, well, it's well, they gotta blow it up. Well, no, you don't gotta blow anything. I don't think up they need or, to blow it up. I just think they need to be healthy and having an outside shooter would help. Cause KCP, Dennis Schroeder, fucking, fucking Caruso. No, they need somebody that can consistently knock down the three, and they don't have that. The niggas been consistently knocked down threes all year, dog. No, no, they 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 need something. LeBron more. has always had a shooter next to him. Every single team. Who's the shooter on this team? KCP and Schroeder. No, and look at their stats. The niggas hit. That's what they there for. They literally are, there, and that's what they do. No, LeBron need like Bradley Beal or that nigga ain't no three point shooter. Bradley Beal is a fuck. He he almost he's won a the score. But you not know, like, all right, when you think about the niggas who shoot threes the best in the league, nothing in your brain says Bradley Beal. You He's, think a three-point contest, you're going to be like, we need Bradley Beal in this one. That's not – now, I'm not saying that he don't drain them bitches because he's a scorer, so he can – he going to put the ball in the hoop and he get on hot streaks. But – You know who I would love to see play with LeBron? I know it's not going to happen. My nigga Dame time. If, if LeBron could get Dame and fucking AD – It'd be crazy. I think a I think AD is overrated, dog. How many how long have you been in the league now? Uh how many years have Anthony Davis been in the league? Here's Anthony Davis. Um uh, 
2012. Okay, so he got almost a decade in. I think he overrated. Cause what in ten years, what you didn't did? I mean, he's won a championship. I think he's won defensive. If I'm correct, he's won a defensive player of the year. You won a also. championship in the bubble. Cool. Does that discredit the championship? You just refer to the I bubble because that's what they were. They were in the no, bubble. No, it 100% discredits the championship when y'all stop playing basketball for months at a time, then come back in a shortened seat. No, yeah, that shit is an asterisk. Whoever won that bitch, even if it was the Pistons could have won that bitch last year and they have a giant oh, fucking asterisk. Oh, man, I don't want to hear it. Whoever won the championship in the bubble, it's the Astros. Just like the, the Is it still not professional basketball? Okay. Is so, it still not the same the same teams, the same players? It's just no fans. Okay, I'm I'm cool with that. So I'm just saying, I think it's he I think it's overrated. I think all the hype about he's gonna be the best, he's gonna be the next. You ten years in, and if you ain't did that shit yet, it's not coming. He just won a title. What do you mean, Jason? He just did it. He's he just won player. a title last year. And y'all, you think he ever going to be the best player in the NBA? Who, Anthony Davis? Yes. No, I don't. Overrated. Because that's who they were saying who's going to be the future of the franchise the whole night. You think he about to be the future of the Lakers? After LeBron leaves, yes, he can be the face of the Lakers. You said can. Do you think he's about to be the future of the franchise? Not saying he can be the face because whoever you pay the most the most money to is the face of the team. Is he about to be the franchise? He is he about is to he carry a the franchise Lakers? player? I do believe he is a franchise player, but he every franchise player still needs they need role players. It's a five it's five men on the court. He's still he's still going to need some assistance. Yo, I don't think it's happening for him. Anthony Davis. Um, he's going a healthy Anthony Davis could easily carry the carry the Lakers for another five, six seasons. What could a healthy Tracy McGrady have done? I mean, Are we going to see that, though? Uh, it remains. It's, it's t- 10 years t- in. TBD. TBD. What's the average NBA career? It ain't 10 years. Let's say he got it. So so at 10, he going to get even better? Cause he gonna, or he going to slowly start declining? I mean, father time is undefeated. Because 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 even even looking at LeBron, we're looking at a different player. He's settling more for jump shots. He not he not driving to the rim like he used to. Like he he's physically getting older now. On a fast break, yeah, he's still gonna get up and shit on you. But as the as as players get older, their game changes. He's not he he not gonna bull you over LeBron no more. Anthony Davis is still a fairly young guy. He only did what a year at Kentucky. So he he got to be mid to late 20s. I mean, he still has a lot of basketball in front of him. Okay, overrated. The next crop is going like fam, after 10 years, nigga, either you didn't hit that you didn't hit that peak already cuz ain't nobody 10 years in still trying to get to their peak. I'm not saying that he's still trying to get to his peak. So it's all downhill from here. That's what I'm trying to tell you. <laughs> I think we, he, he might plateau he a little bit. He don't he don't stay healthy. Ever, uh, even when he was healthy, when he was playing with young niggas and, and so that's that's why they got other big men. They got they got Mark Gasol. They got Andre Drummond. You know, you you save them. You know what, what they call it load management. You know, you don't let them play fucking forty eight minutes a night. Load management. Like I said, twenty five to thirty two minutes a night. Like I said, I'm not saying he ass or he not like not a good player or no shit like that. 
but all the hopes and dreams behind Anthony Davis, get that shit. Is up. he gonna is he gonna turn into I don't believe he's gonna turn into fucking Shaq or Tim Duncan overnight. But that's that's what the thought was. Yo, we can see he's gonna be the next face of the league. He's gonna do this. He's gonna be I've never heard people say like Anthony Davis is going to be the next face of the league. I've never you, heard. You must not watch uh, Around the Horn. Party I, I, I watch, I watch PTI shows. every day. Not Since two thousand and twelve. Nigga, yes you do. Not the face of the league. No, he's no, no, I don't believe that. But, but like, that was the whole thing about him because he was trying to get to LA like a year before the end. I remember that. The whole talk was like, once he gets to LA, this is going to be it. And when he got to LA, they won a title. He was like, yo, once he gets there, LeBron's going to fade off and he is going to be, and it's going to be his league. He's the best. Who would you take right now? Because this was always, who would you take right now at their. If you were a draft pick right now, I would pick Anthony Davis because his upside, the upside ain't coming, my nigga. He's, I don't think it's coming. He's still, uh, I believe he's still a functional and good young player. And the thing about the NBA, it's not like it's a ton of niggas walking around no more than seven feet tall. It don't, like, you don't need like, to be like seven feet game, tall. That's what I'm saying. The game has changed. He's still, he's still at an advantage. You can't teach what's height. The, what's his advantage? You can't teach height. Height don't matter unless you playing back to the, with your back to the rim. If you stand at the three point line, I don't give a fuck how tall you is. I'm gonna let you keep shooting that bitch. And he can shoot threes too. Man, these niggas. Remember, he drilled the three last year in the bubble that Facts. that 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 pretty much sealed the deal on the championship. Yo, these I, niggas is ass from the three point line, dog. Niggas like I don't know if you seen that. Well, you see ever seen when Rondo was on uh all the smoke? Yeah. Like these motherfuckers shooting like uh like five for seventeen. Like, well fuck it, I'm gonna start shooting them bitches eat too. Like niggas shoot threes so much that when they miss them bitches, it's like, all right, it's it's cool. Like niggas is really ass from three point. It's only like a good the, ten the, niggas the, who out here The percentage is real like niggas shoot 30, 35 percent and people be like happy with that. Like Steph is the anomaly. Fact. Most of these niggas ain't, ain't shooting nowhere uh, close to fifty percent. Fam, they under 30%. Like when you shooting under 30, like fam, that's not your lane, my nigga. But when you see a big man hit that bitch two, two and a half times out of team, like I nigga can shoot the three. Look, if if you're a big fella and you let's say you're taking five a game and you hit you hit two out of five, I'm happy with that every game. I'm happy with that. And you get your and you get your points in and around the rim. I'm not happy with that. Cause if you hit, if you Jason, yes you are, yes you are. If your big, if your center is hitting, if your seven footer is hitting three, two threes a game, and then if my get, seven getting the rest from from seventeen to twenty five feet, you're happy with that. If my center is shooting two for five from three, then those three that he, from three point land, those three that he missed came off long, and that bitch went back the other. You way. better be chasing your rebound. If all Chase you, your rebound. If all you gave me. On five possessions with six points, I'm not happy. I'm not happy with six points on five possessions when you seven foot tall, because I can give you that bitch five times and you can just nigga just you tall as fuck. Just drop the ball in the rim, my nigga. But I mean <laughs> I take ten it's, points it's, over six it's, points. But it's 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 the law of averages. The more you put up <laughs> The law of averages say the closer you are to the rim, the higher percentage of you. AI I remember a game man, AI took took twenty four shots in the first half. The more shots you take, the more you're bound to make. And the more rebounds. <laughs> That's how niggas begin offensive rebounds. Chase your rebound. Chase your rebound. They teach you that in in, in fucking Pee Wee. Chase your rebounds. These boys can't play no basketball. That's what it is, dog. 
Niggas is scared to play defense. Oh, look, we the, the, game, the game is a lot different, man. Like, it's not, you know, I love basketball, but it's not necessarily the NBA I grew up with. You know, like, when I look back at, like, and I want to sound like one of them niggas in the good old days, but, like, when Jordan was playing against the Jazz it was a it was a it was a completely different game. I don't I don't know if these young niggas could could thrive in that shit. Niggas are scared of defense, so I'm just gonna shoot this bitch. As soon as a nigga Nobody try to, plays defense, dog. As soon as a nigga approach me to act like he gonna check, I'm just gonna heave this bitch from half court. <laughs> Nobody plays defense anymore. They are heaving this bitch from half Because court, every dog. everything is a tech, every like all these ticky tack fouls, and these young niggas is soft. They soft as baby shit, man. It is what it is. Yeah. Uh, so Brian to be back next year. Shout out to him. Uh, but uh, Brooklyn's bringing the title home this year, though. And you know, shout out to Barry because Barry been giving me shit about Brian and them in the playoffs since they since they, they got, got in there. This show King bounced in the first round. <laughs> I mean, is this show King? MJ been bounced in the first round. MJ been swept in the first round. It happens. It happens. Was he the king then? He was becoming the king. So that's no. Right? Okay. <laughs> when he gets out the, the first the round. Uh, his first three years in the playoffs, he was getting bounced oh, in the first count. round. Oh, that definitely didn't count. That team was ass. He was the only nigga on that bitch. He dribbling through the legs. That nigga had like 10 triple doubles. Hey, man, that, that, nine it, that's, when, like, that's when it happened. That's when it happened. Yeah, that nigga. Yeah. So listen, man, this weekend, uh, Floyd is fighting uh, Jake Paul. Now, I got questions, though. Are you ordering this fight? I ordered that shit in January for like 25 bucks. Um, So listen, I got questions though. It's not even a real fight, man. What's a real fight? There's no knockouts. Says who? You didn't see the list of rules for this fight. They're they're not going to call a a knockout or certify a winner. It's just a, it's a bona fide expedition. It's not exhibition. It's not a real fight. So they're not going to punch It's Thunderlips versus Rocky. Okay. Um, all that shit is great. Niggas is really so. Th- the same thing happened with Nate Robinson. Did he get knocked out? No, that's 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 different. It's that, not different. It no, was no, an that, exhibition. That, that was it was an exhibition, and he got his ass knocked the fuck out in the was, ring. So that, that shit was different. No, it's the same. It's the same niggas. No, no. The, the Tyson, the Tyson Roy Jones was the exhibition portion. All of these the Nate shit was a fight. You can't switch it, niggas. It, which one is it? If, if the rules are different, it's different, Jason. Tell me what the rules were. Like, I think that one had like a standing eight, like it had more standard no, that shit was not. Rules. That shit was not fucking, um, the standard eight count, all that shit. That shit was not sanctioned by the fucking WBO, WBC. Damn, these all exhibition fights. Man, I forgot about Nate getting rocked. How, like, fam, these are fights. They are, they are swinging punches. I'm... So 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 let, let let's get off of Nate Robinson. Let's just focus on the Paul boy and 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 Floyd. Yeah. What is what what are you trying to say? Uh so I want to I want to ask questions and shit. Of course I'm I'm picking Floyd no matter what, right? Yes. But at what point cuz like Floyd so the rules for this fight is Logan Paul can't come in more than 190 pounds. And Floyd can't come in more than 160 pounds. Floyd's never weighed 160 before. Not at all. Even when he won a 154 pound title, which is um, 
um, super middleweight. I mean, I'm sorry, uh, super welterweight or in junior middleweight, um, 154. He never weighed 154 pounds. Like at at some point, and this is a question, not saying that I think something's going to happen, but at what point does a nigga just be too big for you? It's like, <laughs> it's 30 pounds. That is the, I mean, Floyd could feasibly give up 50 pounds and one, is it Jake or Logan? That's Logan. Them some big boys. I mean, they, 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 they big solid kids. And, uh, you know, so that's, that's my, that is one worry because he, I mean, it, it may seem like a joke, but he, he's shown that he got a little bit of punching power. So like, he's not just a fluff, but he is not a train, you know, ring technician, like, like Floyd. And I think that's, that's what the the part that they're going to even out. I don't think he has the hand speed or the foot speed. Clearly, he doesn't have a hand speed or foot speed that Floyd has. So these are the things that I'd be interested in about. Like, so we saw Floyd fight uh, Marcos Madonna, right? Right. Madonna is such an awkward fighter. And because he's not like a classically trained boxer, it's harder to prepare for niggas like that because punches don't come from where you think like it's weird they, fighting they niggas. Wild who, and or, they got a real unorthodox, like like Deontay Wilder, just like a, a real unorthodox have you style seen of Deontay fighting. Deontay Wilder lately? Yeah, he's not unorthodox no more. No, he he looked ready. <laughs> <laughs> he looked ready. That's that's a, that's a different conversation yeah. for a different day. But well, pr- prior fights. Yeah, but like, and again, this is no premonition or no shit like that. I'm just speaking in general because you know I fuck with this boxing shit. It's difficult when niggas don't fight normal. And every time a fighter, two fighters step in that ring, they make a silent agreement that we're going to fight a certain way. You know what I'm saying? Because in a street fight, niggas never stop swinging. We don't sit there. Like it's a, it's a silent agreement that we're going to fight. It's a science. Boxing is a science. This is a motherfucking science experiment. Like you don't, we don't know what we getting. I always find these different these things interesting because I've seen in real life smaller people knock the fuck out of big people. Like with no fucking qu- like bing bing night night nigga. And I've also seen people say, Why don't you pick on somebody your own size? Like you're obviously too big for this guy. Um I just never know where that where that balance is. Cause like what if I just hit you a bunch of times and I'm like, all right, this shit don't really hurt because I'm 45 pounds heavier than you are. You know what I'm saying? What, what, or I just push you or do some weird shit or I don't, I, don't, I never know where that, that line is. I, I honestly don't think he's going to be able to like bully box Floyd. You know what I'm saying? Like just push him around and manhandle him. It's not going to be, it's not going to be that type of fight for Floyd. In my opinion, I don't, I, I, I don't have, but see, then you never know what Floyd about to be on. Cause he be in that bitch playing, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, cause until you shouldn't be, you shouldn't be. He'll be in there playing until Paul hit, like pepper him with something that like because oh. like Conor McGregor caught Floyd at the end of one of them rounds. He did and wobbled him. You know what I'm saying? Like he 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 got his shit together, but like he got caught by Conor because I throw punches for a living. It's mass plus speed and mass equals power. Whether I'm a, a boxer or not, you know what I'm saying? It's interesting. I I definitely plan. Well, I definitely think Floyd gonna go in there, fuck around with him, pepper him with shots. Like you can't hit me. It's eight rounds. They using ten ounce gloves. Um, I think Logan Paul is afraid. 
Um, I think he's nervous. Um, I, I think that <laughs> everything that he's done up to this point, and he's oh and two by the way. He hasn't he he's fought he's he lost both times to a YouTuber KSI London. And, and and I think just like you know he's played boxing up until this point, and this is not going to be like a, a play situation. Like yes, there there is going to be a, a element of exhibition, but at some point the light is going like I said all it's going to take is one shot him him to Floyd one shot for the light to click on with Floyd and this to turn into, you know, a bad day for that young man. Floyd said, he said, I don't care, but it's a lose-lose situation for me as far as what, what people will say. Because if I go in here and I knock him out in the first round, it's going to be like, niggas shouldn't have been in there in with you anyway, and this shit was fake and set up. He said, if I go in there and I carry him, it's going to be like, this shit fake. You just in there, can't, you know what I'm saying? So he's like, so I'm, not, I, I said, I'm just going to go in that bitch and have fun. I do remember the last time Floyd had an exhibition with the fighter, with that kickboxer. Yeah. <laughs> Who's a good fighter, by the way? Floyd beat his ass. <laughs> you know, they, they had a little fun. Yeah. They danced a little bit, and yeah, then he beat his ass. Quick. I wasn't expecting that. I, you expected him to win. I wasn't in the winner. I'm 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 just here to get my check. If Floyd was in there, he wasn't in shape at all. That's the first time you see Floyd not in shape. I think mean, well, he he wasn't like fat or no shit like yeah. that. But and I like the way they selling this fight. The the whole I got your hat shit and all, like they oh, yeah, they selling was, the fight. So that was with um, Jake Paul. Um, I can't. T- <laughs> I don't want to be that nigga, but like I can't tell them apart. So Jake Paul just signed on to fight Tyron Woodley. <laughs> Tyron Woodley is gonna beat his ass. I, I I so Jake is the better boxer. He's right. the not he, and I say that like <laughs> begrudgingly. Yeah. So like he he takes it serious or whatever. He still hasn't fought an actual boxer. Right. Um. He's fought you know MMA people and Nate Robinson and and different shit. And even Tyron Woodley is not a boxer, but he's he is an MMA champion. Yeah. Granted, and he's a professional with throwing hands. Facts. Granted, he lost like four in a row, last four fights, but he is a monster. Uh, he's born one day before me. I think his birthday is no. He's day. He's he's born a day after me. Okay. Same year, day after me. So we we the same age. I be it's be interesting at what particular sport you win, how they think you're old. So in basketball, they've been saying that LeBron James been old for the last couple of years. Oh, he's 34 years old. He's 35 years old. He's 36 years old. I'm like, that motherfucker ain't great fucking. Like he like tip top shape. You know what I'm saying? Uh, tip top shape. In MMA. He's a world class athlete. In MMA at 35, 36, 37, like, fam, that's not like we fight. Yeah. But in boxing, niggas they, be in their forties winning titles in MMA. Niggas in boxing, like, oh, he nigga thirty nine. You know, it's just it's just different. I, I think I think it was Michael Moore that said George Foreman hit him as hard as he's ever been hit at, at fifty years. I mean, <laughs> like at, at fifty, power is the last thing to go. Now your speed and reflexes. Maybe that's because in boxing, it's a lot of the, the whole thing is speed and reflexes. In MMA, 
I can get a nigga to the ground and maneuvering and, you know, martial arts and shit. So. It's, it's a diff, it's a different strategy. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's a completely different strategy, but you know, like it's entertainment. I I'm think. watching them talking like, Oh nigga, you old, you, you, you're almost, you're 40 years old. I'm thinking like, I don't think you know like what this nigga be doing, but I do want, I don't want Tyrone <laughs> Wood to go in there and lose. I don't want him to go in there and lose either. But like one thing that I do believe in is an old, old adage called old man strength. And that shit is real. This the thing I'd be worried about, though, because these two obnoxious kids is YouTubers and don't nobody never take them niggas serious. And then they go in there and lose because you want to do them real bad. And be like, this motherfucker, I'm belonging to me. Like, I just want some. It's hard to tell somebody to take somebody serious. But like I think they they really be training. That don't mean that they're good. Yeah. But they really be training. They, they take their training seriously. But like I I want Tyron to go in there and like really give them the business. Nigga just trying to deal with Showtime. These Jake Paul. Yeah, I, no, I, I like, remember that. Yeah. So I mean he he signing up for fights. Like he gonna be there with at least at least three four fights. So you know. And it's some good boxers still on Showtime. Yeah, but like I want him to fight a box. So side note, this fight card has actual fights on it though. Yeah. Uh Jared Hurd's on this fight. I mean, really, I didn't card, know that. As well as um uh Badu Jack is on this I card. I like Badu. I uh, like Badu. Chad Johnson is fighting on this card uh against a um a bare knuckle fighter, uh MMA, but he bare he only had one boxing match. I like them bare knuckle fights too. Yeah, I don't know, man. I watched them. I, I like them bitches. It's it's, it's kind of tough to watch, dog. Cause like after like the first round or something, like niggas can't really fight no more. Their hands be hurt. You know what I'm saying? Like fights usually is under a minute in real life out in the streets. Yeah, nigga, that shit is like once you hit a couple, of, you hit a nigga in the head in their <laughs> brain. Niggas, like your niggas hands, hands are, are hard as hell. Most niggas, you get into a fight in the street, your hand be wrapped up the next day. You be out of commission for some month, like. Bare knuckle, as much as I like fighting and and violence and shit, it's 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 different. It's just it's different. It's not that I mind watching it. It's not like it's too gory and shit like that. It's like I can't get a good fight because niggas be hurt. Like it hurts your hands. And boxing, the gloves aren't to protect the fighter face. It's to protect the fighter's hands hands so they can fight more. And a lot of fighters like who. Who was it that was notorious for like breaking their hands and fights? Floyd. Yeah. yeah, I feel like it was somebody else too that that had like soft ass hands. A bunch of niggas. Uh, Paul and Marlon. Yeah, yeah, the Magic Man. He went over there, fought uh, somebody from MMA, and lost lost the decision. But he still got. I mean, them face them niggas' faces be fucked up. Like, do you remember back when we used to work at Comcast? Like, there were a couple of, like events where we had like MMA fighters come in. Yeah, I remember Forrest Griffin came in, and he's a huge man, and he had that cauliflower ear. Yeah, like, man. like that shit. Nah, I ain't signing up. I ain't signing up for my ear to look like tempura. You can get that shit done when that shit first happened. You got to get that blood drew with a needle. And that shit hurts so bad. Niggas would be like, nah, I'm just going to. I just have my ear fucked. <laughs> I just, just had the cauliflower and shit. Yeah. Um, yeah, if you see a nigga with cauliflower, do not fight him. <laughs> nothing you can do. Because he man. cool with getting hit in the head. Yeah, no, it's nothing you can do with that nigga, dog. Are you invite me over for the fight? Uh, Sure, man. Pull up, man. All right. Thanks. Um, you know, so, I just had to invite myself, I guess. 
I thought we no, that was a uh, that was something different. I thought we talked about this shit. I think that was. Are we it. gonna watch it on the wall of seventy two inch TVs that you have? Um, like you gotta stop saying this shit because <laughs> people really believe you. And if a nigga try to come to my house, I'm going to kill them. So if they if somebody comes to my house looking for a wall of TVs, they're going to die, and it's gonna be your fault. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't give them the address. <laughs> I'm just saying, don't have these people thinking about here in the, you know, what I'm saying the fortress or some shit. I mean, it's protected like a fortress. You feel me? Oh yeah, tomorrow, man, I'm going out to the. Uh, me and the homies going out to the outdoor range early in the morning. Let these ARs off. You okay. Know what I'm saying, damn man, I hate. I would hate for me to put knock on wood. But it's gonna be like six niggas, six niggas with AR-15s driving down. <laughs> like, no, don't pull this car over, nigga. It's gonna be a problem. Uh, but we get to let these things off at a you know fifty or hundred yards. You know what I'm saying? Oh, that's what's up. Outside, we get the metal targets. We chunked. Get these. Joints. Let them bitches air out. You know that's what I do best. That's what's up, man. Uh, you know, for for a hot moment, I wish I could do this now. I wanted to shoot professionally. Like, cause you know, it's a I thing. I remember you. Yeah. I remember you saying that. It if I had the time or, or a sponsor, like I would love to shoot professionally. That shit is so fun, dog. Would you quit your job? Hell fuck you. <laughs> Nigga, you could pay me 50 grand a year. I'll quit my job to shoot for professional. I think that's feasible. <laughs> give me that shit. Nigga, I'll make it. I'll make it do. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, I think that's feasible. Give me 50 cash though. Not before uh, taxes. Yeah, yeah, say, <laughs> give me 50 cash. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I can definitely do that. Uh, so listen, man. This week, oh, I'm sorry. Uh, we gotta talk about uh, what we started the fucking pod talking about. I don't know if I uh, at this point y'all listening. I don't. I'm not sure how I edited, so y'all could have heard it or y'all could have not heard. Matter of fact, let me play this little excerpt from a first grade class, and because you're a parent. I am. We'll uh we'll get your 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 information. We'll get your feedback on it. Okay. Then listen to this shit, dog. It's like a cartoon, right? Whoa! Watch it. You almost hit me in the pee pee. <laughs> <laughs> What's so funny, you two? He said pee pee. <laughs> Do you notice that when you say pee-pee, you giggle, but when you say penis, you say it in a serious voice? I never noticed that before. Some children and adults feel uncomfortable when they talk about their private parts, so they make up cute or funny names for them. What's one for a girl's private parts? Vajayjay! <laughs> <laughs> but what does Scoops mean when he says Vajayjay? He means vulva. That's right, Kayla. It's important to use the proper words for <laughs> our private it? parts. Why? Because our private parts are just as amazing as our hearts, lungs, brains, or any other of our amazing body parts. But our hearts pump blood, our lungs breathe, and our brains think. All our private parts do is pee. That's not entirely true, Scoops. It is true that a person pees or urinates through a hole called the urethra in the penis. Does everyone have a urethra? They do. It can be harder to see, but girls have a tiny hole in the front of the vulva where urine comes out from their urethra. Urination is actually very important. It helps us get rid of waste, stuff our body doesn't need. Hey, 
how come my penis gets big sometimes? <laughs> Whoa! That's called Whoa. an erection. Sometimes I touch my penis because it feels good. Sometimes when I'm in my bath or when mom puts me to bed, I like to touch my vulva too. You have a clitoris there, Kayla, that probably feels good to touch the same way Keith's penis feels good when he touches it. But have you ever noticed that older kids and grown-ups don't touch their private parts in public? Hmm, they don't? That's right, Keith. It's okay to touch yourself and see how different body parts feel, but it's best to only do it in private. Well, if private parts are so special, why do you cover them up? Because they are private, silly. That's right, Kayla. Because they are private. Hey, Squeeze! Pass it! Wait! Okay. Is that the I'm beginning ready. of the video? Or is that the whole video? Uh, this, this, this is the clip that's been going around this week, so I'm not sure if it's more or not. First grades. Learning about masturbation. That's, 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 that's a lot for me. That's, <laughs> that's a lot for me. And that and for age range for a first grader, six years old, I'm not I'm not comfortable having that converse having a full on conversation about masturbation with a six year old. I'm, I'm just not. I understand it's like a natural type of thing, and you know, kids. You know, so my middle son, like when he started getting like around that age, and he discovered like what an erection was you know at six probably a little bit younger uh because i remember like one day he woke up like in a panic and he was dad dad and you know he showed me what was going on and yeah I, and i had to let him know you know son that's that's natural go in the bathroom use the restroom and it will you know oh so yeah see because when you a kid that'd be like the pee the pee yeah. erection not like yeah, not like I'm. Yeah, yeah, I'm, yeah. So, so like you know, I've had to deal with it on that front, but it wasn't like you know he yeah. was ready to, to to touch it and go. Like yeah. it's you know this is something that just happens with your body, and you'll be fine. Man, this is so funny though. Uh, years ago, I'm talking about nigga. This fucking be 25 years ago or some shit. My next door neighbor, um, her son. She told us this story. And his her son, I don't know, he may have been, I don't know, five, six years old, maybe seven, but a little, little, little kid. Mm -hmm. He said they was out there watching like WrestleMania or some shit. He peeked out the bathroom, was like, "Mommy, mommy, come here, come here, come here." And she went over to she went over to him, and was like, "Come here," and like he whispered in her ear, and was like, "I got a hole in my booty." <laughs> <laughs> Somehow this nigga was in the bathroom and found this booty hole. Okay, like, I don't know what he was doing. I mean, children, children discovering body parts yeah. or discovering what their body parts are capable of. I, yeah. That's that's just a natural, absolutely natural thing. I'm going through with all yeah. all of my children, except you know the youngest. Thus far, it's just it's just a natural progression of things, and I don't. I, so here's my question: Is that something that should be taught in elementary school? Is that the school's responsibility or is that yours as a parent? For me, it's my responsibility as a parent. And, I, and I'm just speaking for me and how I do things. I never like sugarcoated it or gave their, you know, private parts, some type of pet name. This is what it is, because I need you to understand that like people are not supposed to touch you on, 
you know, your penis or your vagina. Like these are these are protected areas. And I and I use the name. So like so so they understand the the seriousness of it. Yeah. That it's not a play thing. It's not, you know, something cutesy or, you know, we, we I call, guess sort of like in the video. Yeah. We I'm, I don't call it. I've never called it some type of pet name. If they ask me, you know, what is this? You know, I, I try and keep it you know, very straightforward. So like when you go to the doctor, you know, that, you know, when the doctor asks you certain questions, you, you know, know, you know what they're talking about. about. Yeah. Oh, you're talking about my pee pee. Yeah. No. no. We, yeah. So, I mean, and, and that's, that's just for me. Cause you know, I, I just never, you know, that's how I grew up. I never really kind of understood the logic to call it something else. This is, this is what it is. It doesn't morph into something else yeah, as you, you get older. You don't got to use the, the, the vulgar terms that we as adults use, because we call this, we don't yeah, call it pee pee. Yeah, this ain't, you, you know ain't got to call it your dick and balls, yeah, but like this but is. You can use the proper absolutely. technical term, you know what I'm saying? So I guess my question is it comes in where, one, what responsibility does an elementary school have in this role? Because I don't have children, but I would expect me sending my children to school. I want you to take care of math, science, arithmetic, shit like that for life things. I think that's a parent responsibility. I mean, but even even when you go like arithmetic, math, the beginning of your education starts at home. Thanks. But unfortunately now or what I see as a parent is that like a lot of the ki- a lot of these kids don't get that that primary reinforcement at home. A lot of parents just send them to school and what you learn there is what you learn. You know, some of the transitioning into what they teach you. And, you know, I think it's a lot of different factors. I see a lot of younger parents like now I'm the I'm the old nigga parent. But at one point, like, you know, I was 20, you know, I was in my early 20s and had it and had a child. Hasn't it always been that way, though? It's always been young parents. My man, my mom, my mom and my dad had my brother at 18 and 19, me at 21 and 22. Like, so through the history of time, like your mamas, your grandmas had them babies young. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So like, what do you think changed? Cause the parents been fucking since. I, I think, I think the family structure has changed. You know, I think traditional core values have changed for 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 families. But do you have to have a core value to like want to be smart? Like you could be a fucked up person and do fucked up shit to people, but do you think and this is literally a question, um just getting the education is a a core value or moral thing or like what But, but if you come you from that? a family that doesn't value education, are you going to you can't pass down something that's Sometimes it's hard for you to pass down something that's not valuable to you. If if your parents didn't, I know for me, I grew up in a family of educators. You know, my both my grandmothers were teachers. My grandfather taught on a collegiate level. Um, my mother was a teacher. My father, you know, taught or or worked in in colleges. So education was something that was like, you know, imperative in my household. You know, I so. You know, I I knew the value of it, and it was something that was drilled into me from a very young age. If you didn't, 
I can't say everybody grew up with that. And not to say that it has to be to that level. Mm-hmm. But if your parents didn't preach to you to you know, go to school, do well, do get good grades. But as an adult, it may not, it may not, it, it may not rub off or mean anything. But you went to, if you had your child outside of high school, you'd have been through high school 12 years. You're not a child. Whether your parents thought it was important or not, you, you out here in society functioning and you know that you can't get shit with at least without a high school diploma. Like, but you, but say, say for example, you look at some families where like, generations of them have gone off to college. Then you look at some families like, you know, a lot of them then dropped out, dropped out 10th, 11th grade, like education ain't, eh. you know, if you go to high school, if you get your high school diploma, cool. If you don't, you know, you can get your GED later. Like for, for it's just different values. I, I be, I be so torn with this shit because sometimes I figure you was going to be who you were going to be no matter what. And I sometimes I just don't know. And like not saying it like how much do you think how much impact I think we've had this conversation before. Like how much impact do you think you have as a parent as far as who your child is going to be? Because we've seen the strictest of people or the, the greatest of people raise killers or the most fucked up people raise like a. No, like it, I, it'd be I, so, I, feel, I feel what you're saying because at, at the end of the day, they're going to do what they're going to do. They're going to be who they're going to be. My parents were very strict on education, but like my attitude in high school was like real casual and laissez-faire with it. Like I ain't, you know, I'm here. I just think that it, well, I find it funny that as a whole, we can find a bunch of questionable shit arguably questionable shit to add into the curriculum that will quote unquote help you with life and shit like that. Except the shit that we want. Cause how long were we talking about? Why don't you teach niggas about credit cards and interest rates and, and balancing checks books and that should how be to, economics. how to, how to, how to write a resume and all this regular basic shit. Like, no, we can't find it, find in a curriculum, but you can find out how to speak about whether it's trans, whether it's masturbation, where all this other shit that, that is personal shit that should be held helped at home. That doesn't necessarily have a curriculum to it. Yeah. And I mean, it does have an impact on society, but like other, these things are 100% has an impact on society. Right. And we can't never find seen a way to get that in the curriculum. But every year we find out some wild shit. It's like, look, that's not your job. I need you to teach math, social studies, history, science. Leave the parenting to the parents. But then, but then on the on the flip side of it, then the parents have to take their responsibility and be parents. That's and what not you every, gotta do. But not everybody is doing that. But that's on you. No one takes no one takes accountability. Everything is pushed off on somebody else. And at some point, nigga, you gotta say, listen. Your child end up fucked up, not because the school failed him, because you failed him. Absolutely. But like I, I, I look at it like a lot of times I, I know friends of mine that teach. And I'm sure if we had, you know, our 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 peers in here that are teachers, a good majority of their day in a traditional classroom setting is a lot of time spent spent on discipline or or getting kids. I bet you they ain't spent on masturbation <laughs> well, no. with sixth graders. I mean, with, with six year olds. And if, that's stupid, dog. Like, why are you having this conversation a teacher who doesn't have a relationship with this child having a conversation about 
I don't send my child to elementary school for that. I'll handle that in, in at, on my own. I feel like it is it, that's that's a conversation that'll be handling due time at an appropriate age. And for me, sex education isn't appropriate for a six year old. It's not. Yeah. We shouldn't be talking. <laughs> like, come on. They'll man. discover masturbation on their own. I promise you, they will. You then don't they, have to talk then, about that shit. Then in they school. talked about like, yo, by six years old. X amount of people, I don't know what this this number was, the X amount of people have already masturbated. Like at six or seven? Nigga, I was a teenager. Late teens. <laughs> Nigga, I didn't know. Like what, what? Not at six. But I mean, but but to your point, you talked about last week, like they have different access to information now than as they used to. Like you see kids six, seven years old with phones, with cell phones. They have access to the internet. Where they are they can, watching niggas beat off at? Because I've never seen it. Pause. I don't want to see it, but like, what, what, I'm what not, algorithm that you got that's got like? But but say but say if you have a child that's six and they got an older sibling that's the parents. I don't know. That's a that's a that's it, a personal. It, it, that's not a school thing because now okay fine now you set the precedent the precedent to talk about masturbation with six year olds. So what else can you talk to them about? You know what I'm saying? So now because. In a regular situation, a teacher cannot go to a kid and ask him if they masturbate. You, you can't talk to a child about his private parts. At, like, that's not even a thing that you can do. Because it's like, whoa, wait a minute. Like, so as like, I, I just don't. What class? I don't see the value of it, of teaching that to a child that young. So we yes. can go for masturbation. Now, okay, now let's talk about four plus four. What? So. And, and and that's my thing. Like, are we, are we, is this like a, a pre-sex education type of curriculum? And why are you having sex education in the first grade? You shouldn't. Nigga, we had sex education in ninth grade. Yes, literally in ninth grade. <laughs> in ninth grade, it's part of that second semester, that second half. What's of that old ass white lady with the gray hair? She was Miss my... O'Leary. Yeah, Miss O'Leary kicked me out. <laughs> I had I had her class for a second and. I just say I, I did some. She was work. ninety years old. She Easy. she was older than. So hold on, my homeboy's mother had Miss O'Leary when she went to Cass like thirty years prior to us getting there. Yeah, she was an old bear, and she wasn't she she wasn't using no no pet name. <laughs> no, nope. nah. that's when you take the the penis and it ejaculates inside of the I'm like. Hey, I'm hey, fourteen. Man, I, 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 I remember. <laughs> I had I, I had a uh, the tennis coach coach Wynn was mm. my was my sex ed teacher was my health teacher and I remember coach I'd never forget this shit when we was talking about he sex. probably shouldn't be the sex ed teacher no he he shouldn't he shouldn't have but I remember coach Wynn told us he was like ejaculating in a woman is the is the most amazing feeling that you will have during sex that's some shit you would tell kids that's one hundred percent some shit that you would tell kids dog. I know for a fact that you would tell you, you would tell when Coach Wynn said that shit. I hadn't had sex yet. I was still in ninth grade. Duh. But when Coach Wynn had that shit, said that shit, I was like, I need to find out. The I need to find out. The power of suggestion. Because if you tell a child who's six years old about masturbation and about your penis getting hard and stuff like that, you know what's going to happen next. They gonna want. They gonna want to find out. They gonna want to find out. Six years old. Six year olds are curious. Like they want to. You tell them don't touch the top of the stove because it's hot. 
Well, a little nigga want to put his fingers on the stove and find out. Now, just to be clear, I'm not saying that this isn't a conversation that children shouldn't have with an adult. What I am saying is this is the conversation that they should have with their parents and not at school. Yeah. And you can't give me a blanket statement. You kids can go to us. This is a school in New York city or something like that. Um, no, like, no. Can you imagine picking your child up from school? Hey baby. Hey little Jason Johnson. What did you learn about in school today? Penises and vulvas. <laughs> Mom, don't you got don't you drive a Volvo? <laughs> no, not not that's not the same thing. I thought you No, that's not the same. You ask your baby about they about they day at school over dinner or, or snacks in the ride home. Mom uh Miss Peterson said don't ejaculate in public. I'm turning the car around. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Mr. Peterson, I'm beating the shit out of somebody, dog. Like, what are you what are you doing? I can we let children be children? And as the parent who knows your child, knows their level of understanding and their activity and whatever, I don't we don't trust schools to teach niggas about math right. You know what I what I what I feel the the root of the problem is, it's inclusion with everything. You know, we we Bingo. we everything has to be PC and inclusive for everyone. So so they so they push things sexually that, that you weren't allowed to push 20 30 years ago like like right now is is pride month and you know i don't have no problem with what consenting adults choose to do choose to do that is your business whatever love is for you god bless it i want you to love it it doesn't mean that that's love for me or that's something that i want for myself but if you know that's love for you god bless it but like when you look at everything it has to be inclusive for everybody across all spectrums. And things are different. Things are are not the same. We all don't have the same value. You know and you I don't have to do? push something on me that I don't care for or I don't believe. This is one of the biggest marketing tools, sex sales, right? Everybody say that. I want you to stop marketing sex of any kind to children. I don't care if it's man and woman, mom and dad. Fam, stop showing children sex you know i was i was i want them to be children i was looking at something they they're doing like a new a, a, a reprise of the rugrats series and the twins mother is going to be openly gay on the new rugrats series and i'm like I never watched the rugrats okay well you you missed out but i'm like is it is it completely necessary to make a cartoon character openly gay like do you it, it, was it, was was uh was the cartoon character pre- previously openly heterosexual? It, her her se- she was just like a single mother previously. It just wasn't like she did she ever say, "Hey guys, I'm going on a date with my boyfriend." No, nah, no, nah, she was just she she was real like athletic like she wore like hoop shorts and shit like that. Like it she she was more masculine in her appearance, but it was never You was young enough for the rug rat? Well you got children. Yeah. That shit was I was I was I mean I was I was a teenager by the time it was on television, but I mean it still reruns. My kids watched it. I had basic cable or some shit. I don't that was never a thing for me. You had Nickelodeon on basic cable. Yeah, it just wasn't But I mean I I'm just saying like in in the previous inclinations of of, of the of the cartoon, like she it wasn't, you know, pushed it like she's you know Openly homosexual. Let me ask you a question. 
when you was watching Looney Tunes and shit like that, did you ever think about male, female, sex, boyfriend, girlfriend, mother, father, any of that shit while watching cartoons? No, the, in relationships, the only thing I can think of like that, that, bl- that showed me like literally the lines of male and female was like Pepe Le Pew. Like I knew he was masculine or he was a I man that, and I knew the cat was a, a woman. Now I knew, well, I know that everybody's tired of cancel culture and going way back in the day and trying to get rid of this. Nigga, them Pepe Le Pew cartoons always made me uncomfortable as a kid. Uh, Cause I'm like, why is he doing that? Like she clearly don't want to fuck with you. That shit was that, the I, level of persistence. Sam, that shit always made me uncomfortable. Like why? Like he, he, she said no. Like you damn. Now I didn't have no concept of rape, but I knew that that shit wasn't she, right. She, I knew that she didn't. Want, she wanted to be left alone. Yeah. Now that's some question. Like I don't see how that shit made off the. Like how? But the only other cartoon that I can think of where I, where I, where I remember like a male female dynamic was like Animaniacs, like the two bunnies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like. Cause he was blue, she was pink, yeah. and that's how like like I think I was what seventh eighth grade around yeah. that shit time. So we we had we had an understanding of what boyfriend and girlfriend is. So when we looked at that, we knew because as a, a seventh eighth grader, you understood because you like girls too. Yeah. So you put two and two together, like oh he is, and the, the- line was clearly defined: blue, pink. That's yeah. what you you associate blue with baby boys and pink with with baby girls i mean subconsciously you knew like there was there was some relationship dynamic to it but those are really like the only cartoons i can think of where i can for me watching a cartoon nigga i never gave a fuck about the parents like they're not a part of this like no them alvin simon theodore who who was the nigga who uh who used to take care of them? The white man. Yeah, <laughs> like he didn't matter, my nigga. <laughs> like Curious George, the nigga who took he didn't matter. The man in the yellow hat. Yeah, him. He didn't matter. Fam, get or out. Was that Clifford? I don't know. Um, <laughs> nigga, get out the scene. No, Curious George is the man in the yellow. Get hat. out the scene and let Curious like, George do his curious. Like, shit. like like the parents were there just as a. Because kids can't live by themselves. Facts. So so that's why there has like to the be mother, a parental unit nigga, in the house. The mama on the mother's, she didn't speak English. She didn't speak words. Because it don't matter, my nigga. <laughs> like, you just knew the mother babies didn't live, didn't live the fuck alone. Like they was. And we all assumed that it was a mother because we never seen anything but socks. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? But maybe she had a heels on. How do we know it was a mom? I don't, because just inherently you associate kids with the mother. Facts. I think you said it on this week in culture. Like if you, if niggas knew like after birth, like the baby go home with you. Yeah. It'd be a whole like, whoa. I really think that they should start uh, mandating. If you have a child, don't kill me outside of wedlock. I think by default, the baby needs to go with the father. Well, what about like breast milk and shit? They need that from their mama. You can't tell in 2021, you can't tell a mother she need the breast milk or you. That's a whole nother. Don't be shaming because, you know, people go through like it's a whole nother thing. OK, it's a well, it's a that, thing baby need, that, that baby need his mama's titties. He can't come home with just me. Uh, she can pump. Nah, dog. This. I'm not saying that the that y'all can't be together. I'm saying primary custody. 
needs to go to the father. Not because I think mothers aren't bad. I mean, are bad or not capable. They clearly you, are. You would see a lot of niggas dipping out before that baby get here. I think a if, lot more niggas dipping out before that baby get here. And then you go to jail. Wow, Jay. For child abandonment. That That's took a turn. It is what it is. The prove child the, is yours. Prove I'm the daddy then. That shit should be standard when prove. the baby comes out. Okay, well, you got to prove that before you just you just send me home with a newborn. It's, it, it's, it baffles my mind that in 2021 that a blood test, um, I mean, we giving out COVID, we just gave COVID tests to the entire fucking world multiple times over. You can't tell me. I took 13 COVID tests. Now. You can't tell me that a simple blood test, a DNA test, whether it's blood not even blood. Like you can do, you can do a saliva test right there the day that the baby is born. By default, it should happen. But he has to. But the father has to be there. Okay. And a lot of times you see situations where the father is not there in the delivery room. I don't know that I see that. Everybody I know who has a baby was there with their parent. I mean, I don't know. Like in my immediate circle, I don't have a bunch of single father friends. Everybody who I know in my real life who has a child, they with their child's mom. So I, I get the narrative and everything like that. Set me, pick me. Nigga, you was married. You was there in the, you know what yeah, I'm saying? For the f- Verse three. Okay. Like you was 100% there. So even in the same house, marriage, the whole nine yards, the most of the majority of people that I know personally, I can't, I don't have the same experience that everybody else. Everybody with their mom. Everybody with their black women, by the way, <laughs> everybody's with their black women living in the same house. Um, and if they're not living in the same house, they might as well be because, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like it just, I, I mean, know no, the narrative. I, I do. I know the narrative, the, the narrative is one thing. The truth is like black fathers are involved now more than ever in history. Statistically. Yeah. And, sure. and I mean, I, I see the sense in that. That like it it would save a lot of heartache, like if if we just swab the baby. What you what you got to hide? What you got to hide? No, it should be a matter of public health and safety. You need to understand if is this the father, and is it if so? I need a donor. I need anything. Like even if you don't got to get blood. Come on, man. You got the blood type. You got you got all this information in the database. Why don't you got who this person belongs to? You got you all do three on people. The birth certificate. That's some bullshit. Because if I if if you sign your name to a birth certificate without a test, it's your baby forever. Even when you prove it's not your baby, nigga. If uh, I I'll never forget when I was going through my divorce and they asked my ex wife like, has she been pregnant or had any other children? If she would have had, if we would have been separated and not divorced, and she would have had another baby, by default, my name would have been on the birth certificate. She could have had a baby with somebody completely else. I'm the daddy. Yep. That shit is crazy. And if she wants, once you're divorced, she wants to sell her house that she's in, you got to sign off on it in Michigan. Yeah. That's fucking crazy. I mean, a lot of these laws are just antiquated. Like you got to like if you don't sign off on her buying or selling the house, she can't have the house. That's fucking crazy. That shit should be off the fucking books. You can sell it, but I want thirty k. That shit is wild. Man. I signed my name over, but I want thirty k. Matter of fact, my um one of my old coworkers, she like sixty years old. She been divorced. Matter of fact, her her ex husband that she was been divorced from for like fifteen years. He's not even alive. He's dead, 
And that was like, well, he got to sign off on this because you were ex- well, she was about to buy a house. He got to sign off on it. Nigga, what? He not even alive. But what you mean he got to sign off on it? I put that in my back pocket for my ex-wife. And <laughs> that shit is wild. To buy a house. For all the people that like, yo, yo, women is oppressed and all this shit. Nigga, that shit on the books, that shit is wild. That shit she need to get my, the fuck she out She want my signature. It started 30K. Why the fuck is that even on the book? Like, yo, she can't move on with her life. But I said, what? That's wild, man. No, I think that's fair. You can't move. You can't move on without your life. I'm here forever, forever. Well, y'all should have stayed married. <laughs> you there forever. You get your shit together. <laughs> you have to worry about that. Hey, man. <laughs> uh, long story short, man. Less government inside of your own personal life because public school is run by the state. I don't need the state to be involved in my children's personal development. I need you to be involved in their educational development. Cause if you want to add shit to the curriculum, how about you talk about student loans? Let's talk about credit cards, um, interest rate, credit. credit, buying a home. All that shit is important. Let's talk about how much money it takes to let's talk to about fucking the, live. Let's talk about the average median income in whatever state you live in because children leave out of the, out of high school, out of middle school, high school with a false sense of reality of how much money people actually make. Oh, we did no nigga in the city of Detroit. It's $24,000. I never shit. forget. It was like a, a, a episode of the Cosby show where the kids was talking about like, yo, they was going to get, an apartment somewhere in Manhattan and it was going to cost him like $500 yeah, a cockroach month. And, uh, yeah, yeah. And Theo, like it's going to cost him like $500 a month. Yo, my first apartment was five fifty, but that was like 25 years ago. My first apartment was four ninety five. That was in 2000 and I was 2005, maybe 2005, 2005. Look, man, I remember when we when we looked when no, we went. That to, was about oh, probably earlier than that. No, it was because me and my my when I moved out the crib, me and my brother had a house on Linwood. Then when I moved there, it was like oh five oh. It was like oh six. Look, man, I remember when I first looked at my first apartment that was like five fifty. I remember looking at the apartment and telling her, like, baby, I don't know if we can afford this. I don't know if we can afford five fifty between the two of us. <laughs> that's funny because <laughs> we looked at an apartment that was like 425 I was like oh this this straight but it was like right across the street from Northern High School and she was like there's no way in hell I'm living here man that shit crazy let's try, you bring up something important or kind of we, we talked about let's make it a little smooth transition Uh, I dropped it in the group you know like on Twitter or online we always have the same four or five topics that are recycled forever in eternity. $200 dates. Yeah, all that shit, right? Who paid the Who, who pays the, the rent? Who pays the rent? Um, what I found out. That's a black thing. That's some nigga shit. <laughs> Let's call it what it is. That's some nigga shit. And we the only people that go through that type of shit. So I watched, I've watched this video and it was 10 different couples and they talked about finances and how they split shit up. I was shocked. These weren't just white people. It was a these couple. are all these are all type of black different couples, Asian, um, black, lesbian couples, and mixing all type of different shit. Black people is the only ones who be like, if a no, nigga, no, not black people, niggas, niggas. And you know what? One, it's fucking wild 
But the reason that we so poor is because one nigga is paying for everything and the other person is just blowing their shit on whatever they want to blow it on because the bills are taken care of and don't nobody ever like combine resources and like stack. That's how you get ahead. <laughs> that's why we, that's why. Like, the, what's the purpose of you going to work, uh, both of us going to work every day and, and the brunt of the, I, I definitely believe, you know, my father always imparted in me. He was like, look, man, I make enough money to pay all the bills in the house because your mama could get pregnant. She could come home one day and say, you know, they fucking with me at work. I don't want to go back and the shit go fall on me. So he always impressed on me. You need to make enough money to pay all the bills in the house. I mean, just in general. To pay anything, whether it's male, female or whatever. Somebody, it, there has to be a contingency plan in case something changes, right? Right. It could be a business relationship, or how are we gonna pay for rent in this in this in the studio? How are we gonna pay for this warehouse? Well, if both of us put up X amount of dollars, what happens if one person isn't available to put that money up? Like there should be contingency plans. But somebody made a comment that people have grown up in single parent households so long that they talk don't talk about it. They don't know how to pull resources or share resources. You don't know how it's supposed to be in a two-parent household. Or even like they feel like this shit, because to a certain extent, pe- some people feel like that shit is beneath them. White- I got a man. My man should be taking care of me. The white man has corrupted our minds and made the black man insufficient. Has made the black man inferior to a woman if he can't provide um, a luxury lifestyle financially as if that is the only way that you provide for a person. There are so many other things that a man is supposed to provide in a relationship other than the finance. But and man, it's a if, trick. If, if we have women in here, I, I know they would say something different. Okay. But, but see, they, my daddy did this. My I watched my uncle do this. But what else did your father do though? Because you don't like him specifically because he paid for things. He provided in another way. He gave you wisdom. He provided security. He must have been the emotional uh, stability for that. Like there are other things other than a paycheck. And what's so fucked up is but men are only valued for what we bring dollar wise. Because that white man, and I'm I'm using that as a not a actual literal white man, but that goddamn white man have made black people in this country don't got no wealth. We already know. We say that shit a million times over, but then you tie the viability of a black man to specifically his wealth. Not a man don't got no value. So you're going to do it on your own and I don't need you. And now your separation of the black family, they go in two different directions. It's a game and we losing the game. Like we losing this game dog, and it, and they playing it against us. Like we find a way to pit ourselves between man and woman every fucking day on the internets. And it, and <laughs> why we need to come together dog. And just for simple shit. I seen something like late, like with a lady, would she be, should a man shouldn't pay like with a, with a cash app card. If they go out to dinner, if it, it's money, it, it's, it's, it's money. So <laughs> if it's homies, money on my card. So one of the homies after they got married, um, what they did was they picked her, the wife, and said, "Hey, we gonna pay off all of your debt together." You I know, know what I'm I know what homie you talk. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I've heard them say the same thing. 
Well, this is a, well, I won't say ex homie because I don't fuck with this nigga no more. Okay, now um, then, then this is not who we talking yeah, about. Yeah, um, and it's a fade coming anytime I see him, but that's something different. Um, but you know, they picked you know, the wife, right? And we paid off everything. So every month after we paid our bills, we split, we split whatever we split. It's not even a split because all my extra money is going to pay your bills off. Because once you get all your shit paid off, your credit score go boom, boom, boom. Not that your credit score is bad, but your shit go 800, whatever. You don't have any more debt now. Because if it's two people paying down your debt, you can get that shit done quick as fuck. And then once she's finished, all our student loans and everything is paid off, then it switches to the man. And you pay, everyone puts their resources in, get his shit taken care of. Like, this was like, this got to be 15 years ago. You know what I'm saying? And like, this was like, I'm like, this is exactly what I'm going to do. Like, this is how you have two people with no debt and you pulling resources together, not be saying like, yo, you can't do this without. No, nigga, I pick my wife. We want her to be straight first. Right. She don't got no debt no more. That's me providing for her. 100%. I'm I'm providing financial security for her. I don't, I don't, I don't even know who made her more or whatever. But like, you know, I'm providing financial security. We killing this interest rate. Matter of fact, you're saving money by me putting all my extra money into your bills and into Facts. your debt. Facts. And then once we finish with that, then you're going to turn and do the same thing for me. We saved so much fucking money. And because we did that in our We've cre- combined resources. We free, baby. We free. However, according to these niggas on the internet, oh, that's some broke shit. He should have just did this shit by himself. If you a real man... <sighs> that's the internet that's not a that's not a and the internet is like a faceless person and we we we, we always say yo, the, the internet is the muppet baby's mama it's a faceless womp, person womp, womp, right womp, womp. and we like yo it's social media social media social media is us my nigga it's us it's all the friends that you know in real life that you follow a couple people that you met online but these are real people so we act like this the social media is like this Imaginary, my, no nigga. These is real people, and I think we need to like stop and, this. And, shit. And, and if we, two is always better than one, if we put our resources together, we're going to get further. We will be better off in the long run. You go to you go to fucking work at Blue Cross. Your wife go to work at Blue Cross forty hours a week. Like baby, your your check is not just for hair and nails. Like we need to put this shit together. It's we always, need to put this shit together. I always hear. This story is like, well, the man gonna pay all the bills, but I bring something to the table too, so that if ever he fall, then I can step in. How about we fix this shit so don't nobody ever fall? And then, and then we can. How would I fall if we both like? Well, we can put our money together. Now we can save more. We can we can have more money. We can diversify where we had a month. I'd never forget. I'm not gonna say that because you might know this person. But we worked with somebody, and I knew her husband also. She worked at Comcast with us. She was a supervisor. Her husband had no clue about the amount of money that she made. And, you know, supervise they they were, let's just say on a roundabout, she making 50 grand. Okay. Just just to give it a figure. He thought she was just a regular employee there. She making 12, 13 bucks an hour. You know, he busting his ass, making sure... You know, they they got what they need. I know. I remember when he finally discovered that his wife was making like 
such like that, that it literally led them to divorce because mm. you've been working at this job 10 years making that's so selfish dog and she moving up in the ladder making money you know he thinking he thinking you know my baby don't make that much i'm taking care of everything he kind of he finally figure out that she making you know 50 60k a year and like nigga i've been busting ass doing 50 60 hours a week because i'm i'm being the man i'm providing my baby just working she she making enough money to buy groceries and you know she worked for comcast so we got free cable unbeknownst to him that like she making a decent living and he like what the fuck like you you literally why would you watch me struggle and and, and to me that's what it comes down to like you that's not love to me. Like you watching me break my back and struggle and figure out, and you, you know, how take, you just take money and buy stuff for yourself. That's selfish as fuck. Let's just say, cause like, I don't need no help paying my current bills. Right. I, I mean, and matter of fact, anybody who get together before I got together, y'all clearly. I wasn't, I wasn't homeless before I met you. Yes. Male, female, male, male, female, female. You like, had an apartment. I had an apartment. Like we was. Whatever your orientation is, y'all uh, as an adult, people live on their own. Now, it's a difference if like, yo, oh, I'm going to get married. So then I can upgrade my house and then I can use your half of the money to do. That's some different shit. We're not talking about like a person trying to take advantage of another I'm 30, person. I'm 30, you 30. I got my house. I got my house and car. You got your house and car. Like we, we all right. I'm talking about the idea of when two people go into a legally binding contract for finances. Cause that's what marriage is. Um, that y'all actually do that together and not like, like actually merge shit. Right. Cause like I want people don't see it that way. Cause when I get married, the internet's got y'all fucked up. When I get married, I'm gonna do that same process. We gonna take whatever you don't gotta be in debt, quote to speak, and a fucked up credit and all that shit. Whatever you owe, I, we gonna pay that shit off as soon as possible. We gonna attack the 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 cheapest bill and pay the most on it. Each month until that shit gone, and we're going to move on to the next and move on to the next. And then my wife is going to be debt free. And then we can look at my shit, whatever it is. And I mean, at this point, all I got is a house and a car. I don't really got like a lot of debt. You know what I'm saying? But credit like, cars, student loans, shit like. <laughs> no student loans. Um, Nigga, that's, that's a huge part. Yeah, we go. That's gonna be the last one. Because <laughs> matter of fact, sweetheart, we about be a, you about to be a lifetime student because we never paying that shit. Defer, defer. Uh, but like, that's the mind state I want us to be in. Not on some nigga take advantage of some woman and try to use half her money because you want to live a better like. That's not what I'm talking about. But I do want the 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 idea of if this man don't provide insert whatever weird wild internet shit going on this week, then he's not a man and you can't respect him. Now this, this shit should be about two people coming together to make themselves better and have a better financial stability for their children. Because I don't want to bring my child up in a situation where I don't want to bring my children up to just to survive. Like 
you know, we we hear shit as black people. Oh, this old silver spoon ass nigga. Like, why don't you want? Like, I want my babies to have the best. I don't want them to know what struggle is like. You know, I want them to understand the value of a dollar. But like, shit, if I can help my kids, and you know, I, I don't come from. I'm my family wasn't rich by by any stretch of the imagination. But I can I can wholeheartedly say like, look, if I fell on hard times. Even as an adult, I can make a call to like, look, dad, I'm look, I'm I'm struggling right now. Could I could you float me? I don't know, 300 bucks until I get paid next week. And the, and the shit was cool. I want to be in a position to help my children because I don't. Why, why do they have to like black families or I think sometimes black people in general, you know, you always when you're 18, you got to do A, B, C, and D. You're gonna have to chip in because like, we're poor. Like, look, because I don't. That's the the answer to that question is you're a burden. Because, you're a burden to your family because we're poor. I couldn't afford it before, but we may do now that you're an adult and you can work. And now you're eating for, as an adult. We need help because we're poor. Because if if, if money yeah, wasn't an issue, I don't, I don't never want to be in that position with my children. We poor and we live in a small house. That when you was a kid, it fit, but you're an adult now, and now we on top of each other. And you have acquired more stuff <laughs> now that you're 18, 19, 20. We don't have that's the reason. We only they only kicking kids out because we're poor. You know, I always we used to clown a homie of mine that that stayed home till like he was like 27, 28. Cause we was just like, oh nigga, you need to you need to move out. He was living with his grandmother, living in the basement. Like, oh, nigga, you need to move out. Unbeknownst to us at the time, Granny told him, you can't leave my house until you save $40,000. Bam. He saved 40K, bought his first house cash, and has been Bam. straight ever since. Bam. Granny knew the, like, she knew the whole play, but we was looking like, nigga, we, we in our early 20s, nigga, we can have girls, you know, I got an apartment, I can have girls over at night. And, like, he couldn't because he living in the house with Granny, but Granny knew the plan. So I got a question. 33-year-old woman. Mm-hmm. Never loved, never left home. Never had her own apartment. At this particular age, could you date her? Don't got a nest egg. I'm about to buy a crib. She don't have a nest. So, I what? mean, who know? you don't know her finance, but she's not like about to buy a house and no shit like that. Could you date a because at like at third like that's a, that's a big age, eh? It is twenty seven is up there. But if you you got forty grand and you about to go cop a house, you did what you had to do. Like, could you date somebody who's thirty three years old and has never left a home? I don't know that it doesn't sound appealing to me. Because like, why? Like, do you not make enough? Are you not trying to make enough? Like, what's and it's like, not like a situation where. Um, this is hypothetical. Are you taking care of family? Yeah, like, not a. Oh, I got to take care of of, of 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 insert person here. This is a hypothetical situation. She just she just there. She just she just living at home. Never left. I don't know. That doesn't sound enticing to me on one end, but then like I look at the father aspect of me. Like I don't want my daughters to leave until you are ready to get married. Like you can stay here with daddy until you get married. Why? Cause they're my babies, and I love them. And you don't have to. You don't have to. Say I mean, no. You do have to though. Save your no. Save your money. 
Save your money. Stay here. But you don't have to. That's gonna be a problem for the the husband then, right? Because what bills are you paying? Like you have to be taught how to pay bills. Because it's different when you got like a cell phone. Okay, pay your cell phone, your car note, That's your car insurance. Same. That's not the same. You you live on your the 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 cell phone, the car insurance is one thing because all of us got that, and then the lights, and then the gas, and then the water, and then insurance, and then the like. There's a lot of responsibility and a lot of. A lot of balancing you got to do. And then on, then maybe you have a credit card and, and or you want to have a lot. Like, if by that age you ain't had a chance to do that, I'm not comfortable us getting married and me merging my business with a startup. I can't have an established, I can't be Amazon and then you bring your startup business and be like, yo, we about And to- I'm Dollar Castle. <laughs> now, that don't, now, that doesn't mean that you're a bad person that you somehow less than, but no, like some, you, it's a, you need it that would, real life experience. You need it to would cause me pause. It's not a, it's, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> Depending on who you are at the top. Is it a deal breaker? That's the question. I'm, I'm not making statements. <laughs> I'm a, I'm a side eye that shit. I don't know how serious I can take. Cause <laughs> that's a big, cause that's you, a risk on my part. Cause, cause, cause I look at it like this, like when shit get in a pinch, you know, cause sooner or later, something going to get tight bill going to be my check going to be short something is going to happen COVID-19 <laughs> like you know how to go into survival mode in a pinch she ain't never had to be in survival mode and I don't <laughs> like baby I mean, if you never left do you not like <laughs> so how do you take care of a home all she know how to do is fuck. I don't. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Cause I don't. I don't need you. I don't need this being the crash course. Like I don't need our first time being the crash course for you. You know because something is gonna happen, and something that I hate is like the whole damsel in distress type of thing. Like, baby, I need you to. I need you to use your. Put your big girl panties on, and we gotta figure something out. Not. Not crying. Not sitting in the bathroom crying because you don't know what the fuck to do. Like I, I need you to, to, to spring into action and figure some shit out. All right, confession. This is not a hypothetical. Somebody asked me this and asked me what they should do, and I was like, I can't give you the answer to this question, but I asked my podcast. <laughs> but I'll talk about it on the podcast for you. Um, you may want to get out that situation, homie. I don't. I mean, if it's a, if it's a good, she a good girl. Okay. And I, that, just because just because I haven't done it, don't mean I can't do it. Well, show me. I mean, but like, nigga, I don't know. I, I don't know. I ain't, they, I ain't never built a car from scratch. Don't mean I can't do it. But I'm, I'm well. I'm fairly sure <laughs> I can do anything. But uh, I don't know how much this girl got in the bank. Cause I don't know her. You know what I'm saying? What if she? What if she's sitting on the nest egg? I don't get the impression that she is. But what if she is? From the information that was provided, that's not the impression I got. But what if? Right, she I like get, uh, I got a hot take. what if what if she like uh, <laughs> old girl who didn't tell her husband how much she really made, and she sitting on like a giant next thing. That's that's still not the type of woman that I want. I, feel I mean, you. I that, that's that's just not what I want. I and feel I, you. And I'll be honest, and I'm not. I don't know this young lady. I'm not gonna call her this, but like, you know, that's that smell like broke to me. <laughs> <laughs> and 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 this year of the Lord, I'm not dealing with no bro bitch. 
I I will not. I, I got, cannot. We, we just got finished talking about you know and sharing and so if y'all got married, you would help pay off her bills anyway, right? That's that. That was your plan. <laughs> <laughs> that, that was your plan. <laughs> I, I ain't never say. I ain't uh, never say that was the framework for my marriage. Well, this is this is my second time around. <laughs> that's that's your plan. All I'm just saying is that if if you are, you, I'm not dealing with no broke woman, and I'm broke mentally, broke financially, broke emotionally. I'm just. I am not in that place in my life. I cannot. I cannot. I shall not. Okay. <laughs> that ain't what the Lord got 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 ordained for my life. Mm, I got you. So we can bang. <laughs> yeah, we can bang the gobble on that one. Fuck that. Fuck that. You got a whose man is this this week? Um. <laughs> yo. Uh. I, don't, I gotta be careful with this one. This one, a little local and shit. <laughs> Let's do it. Let's do it. Uh, I'm watching, watching. I mean, it might as well be the best TV show in the city. Uh, it's called Crime in the D. <laughs> <laughs> well, technically, it's Crime News in the D. If y'all, okay. if y'all want to see what the fuck is going on and the the how much murder and violence is going on in the city of Detroit, follow Crime News in the D. They should pay me for that plug. Erase that shit out of here. But so. Last week, there was a video of police roughing up a man down in Greektown mm-hmm. and arguing with his girlfriend and shit. And it was painted a certain way online. I'm like, man, niggas is uh, niggas is wilding. I always say Detroit police be cool, but yo, know, niggas is wilding. So today, I looked on Crime News in the D. Right. And they was like, yo, we decided to sue. Right. Cause we didn't like how we was treated the whole nine yards. Is this that white couple? They black, black and white. Yeah, they black, black. Okay. And um, the whose man's this goes to the lawyer, cause this nigga was on TV or straight fucking lying. So apparently, so while they they doing the interview, it was like, yo, you know, we was having a little bit of altercation. Then uh, the lawyer speaking like, no, we were just having a heated conversation. This motherfucker, the nigga was in the in the car beating the shit out of her. Okay. On video camera, you can see that her head going back and shit. Uh, on the police body cam footage, you can hear people saying, "No, nah, girl, he was just knocking your ass upside the head, and now you taking up for him and shit." You know what I'm saying? So, police rolled up on a domestic situation. He beating her up allegedly. They get involved and take him down. She got arrested because she started helping helping her boo. Yeah. So I'm not saying she don't get two mans of this when you in that that batter situation. That's that's some shit. But like, why would you two niggas getting who's mans of this? Why would you? You in Greektown? There's a million cameras everywhere. How the fuck? It's you, a million cameras just downtown. Period. How the fuck you gonna be out here committing a crime, beating up a woman, get arrested and beat up by the police, and try to sue them? As if this video is not coming out. Nigga, get low. You you avoided the bookings, my nigga. <laughs> well, you attempted to avoid the bookings. You now you about like what the fuck is going on? Whose man's is this? Did, you, did anybody it's, talk? It's, it's did, a hot button thing with the police. Like, nigga. It, he like, we about to cash in, baby. Absolutely. And she because she said a little altercation, they they probably had a little altercation mm. at the crib, but she said, Yeah. That's not funny. But 
I'm really like who's like for him. You pro- you had some friends, right? Because he was all like, I didn't like this. I was you know I was doing this and it was do. Nigga, you allegedly, allegedly, allegedly was doing something <laughs> like fam. Sit this one out, my nigga. You you're not getting ca- you're not about to cash in on the on the the rise of police violence. When nigga, oh, they, absolutely. That's what he's trying to cash nigga, in. Nigga, they on. stopped. <laughs> they was trying to stop because uh, they thought black lives actually mattered. They was intervening. Like yeah. in the video, you see old girl head moving back and forth like police officer. After the, after they said all this shit, I'm thinking like, damn, they fucked these niggas up. Blah, blah, blah. Police officer like, well, we look at the video. You can see clearly she was. Then they show like the body cam footage and people on the side like, he was just beating you upside. you like, look at your eye. I'm like, oh. Like, come on. Like, it's not this not this not no. This not 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 here. That's not what you do, my nigga. Hey man, we, we live in the scam capital of America. But whose man's is it though? Because you talk to your homies about this shit. I'm gonna sue them niggas. Somebody and, was like And he probably talked he he talked to his lady about it, like, baby, <laughs> this 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 what we going with. Well, we know who man's that is. <laughs> <laughs> this what we going with. And when we get this bread. I'm gonna buy you a. I'm gonna buy you a Hellcat. We gonna sue the city for two million dollars. But really, it goes to that lawyer. This, this nigga looked like a a a, a hot preacher, and shit. <laughs> nigga, like he was perspiring and then, like nigga, get the fuck out of here with this. This is wrong. They would be. Nigga, you seen this video too, nigga. Hey yo, my lawyer's my advocate. Like you see, he my lawyer's my hype man. Get me paid, my nigga. Cause when I get paid, you get paid. Go look at the comments on that, <laughs> on that video. <laughs> they was like, nah, nigga, we not rocking with you. I get paid, you get paid. You know the comments on, on Crime and the DB are wild. wild. But are this wild. one, they was like, it, and it, it's always fuck the police. They was like, yeah. Still fuck. We ride, we ride with the police on this one. Like, uh. I mean, he, I won't say he meant well, but I mean, you know, he had a plan. And sometimes shit don't go according to plan. Yeah. All, All right. right, man. So I do got a music pick this week. Uh, we back to back with it on my music pick. It's from the homies, uh, D-Rick and Weeze off the new album, Talk Right. Uh, I've been having a chance to listen to the, I, I downloaded the project last night at midnight. I was up late anyway. You know, just, you know, smoking and my thoughts, you know, I use my 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 CBD to get high and <laughs> and I wanted to listen to the album. And it's my so far my favorite cut off the album beyond Disney Channel. It's called Back and Forth by the homies D Rick and Weeze. Exotic pop, drop a walk before the buzz. I was- 
know these bitches love me and all my thug ass cousins. God bless my niggas, cause y'all impressed by niggas. You get pressed by niggas like bitches. Y'all pressed by yeah, niggas. I stress out bitches and fuck them like I'm fresh out with it. Come with fire like left eye did it. In the booth, we the best out with it. Get a bag when I bless my city. Been like this since I left my city. Hey, cause we outlaws from the carnage we cause. Staples all the way to Carnegie Hall. Yeah, talk right. Yeah, shout out to the homies Rick and Weez. I love, I love the talk right uh, album this far. I'm looking forward to the to the visuals that they're gonna continue to put behind it and how they're gonna support it. Rick, you having a good year, man. The last nine months, you didn't drop two two solid ass projects, man. So uh, keep up the good work, fam. Yeah, shout out La Familia, TSG. Yeah. You feel me? This is it's like family now. You feel me? We locked in. Yeah. Um, I think it's uh, time for the Benny, dog. It is time for the Benediction. This is a good episode, man. Yeah, man. That's how it works, man. Yeah, so uh, as every week, it is your man, Dame, three underscores, 313, on IG, on Twitter, at me, talk to me, I talk back. Uh, When you see the blue and the black, you just know where the fuck you at. It is Shop Talk Podcast. Shop Talk Podcast Studios. The brand is strong. Book some time, bitch. Yo, shout out to y'all, man, rocking with us all this time, man. Uh, next week, actually, man, it's like our five-year anniversary episode, man. Wow. Five years, man. We dropped our first episode like June 16th, 2016. It's been an incredible ride, man. Um, uh, yo, I do want to give a shout-out to all the graduates. It is graduate season. All the class of 2021, congratulations on your accomplishment. Um, so we got to appreciate y'all. Congratulations, but appreciate y'all, man, for rocking with us. Believe it or not, man, it's some of y'all who have listened to every single episode for five years. Yeah, and we, we love and appreciate you so much. That's that's a labor of love right there. I want to, y'all probably never going to understand, like, literally what that means. You know what I'm saying? Maybe next week I get all a little emotional and, and all that shit, but listen. It, it's, it's, it's cool because I know, we know what we started from, which was absolutely nothing. Um, it's just an idea. Yeah, man. So next week, five years, long time. Uh, shit, man. I appreciate y'all, man. Really, man, for ch- tapping in with us. It is what it is, man. When you see the blue and the black, you know where you at. Shop Talk Podcast Studio. Book some time. I'm not saying we're the Rockefeller podcast, but we are Jan Dane. Hell yeah. Peace.